Hello and welcome to the Techpedition Podcast, wrapping up Season 2. It's December 4th, 2017, a Monday, Fit chilly in KC. I'm here with my partner in crime, Clarence. How's it going, man? Hey, man, I'm counting down the days till Christmas, dude. Are you excited? <laughs> oh, we're not five very, anymore. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I'm excited, but um, yeah, in some ways, yeah. Very, very excited. <laughs> Lots of gifts to open. Yeah, just getting back in Vegas, gifts. huh? Yeah, yeah. Um, had a good week. Learned a lot about um AWS and whatnot, and um did some networking. Met a bunch of cool people. Um, it was a good good time. Good time. Though I will continually uh, admit that a week is too long to spend in Las Vegas. <laughs> yeah, that does seem like a pretty long time, dude. Yeah, but it was fun. A lot of fun. Um, anything you want to mention before we get started? Uh, we've seen some trailers, I guess, or a trailer. Oh yeah, um, the Marvel, Marvel. Man, we got um Avengers: Infinity War official trailer, and everything has everything but the kitchen sink. <laughs> yeah, get that man. What you think? <laughs> oh yeah, I, that's what I was thinking about too. <laughs> um, I thought Cap, it, Cap, Cap looks like a lumberjack or something here. Lumberjack no, no Cap. He looks a bit um ruggish and um. Manly. Yeah, not so much stars and stripes. He's more of a muted, what, blackish type suit, maybe, this time? Yeah, it's like he's got a solid snake suit on or something. There's a comic book character that, like, this is actually in the comics, but I can't remember the name of the character that he changes to when he's not kept in America. Ah, cool. Eh. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm excited about the trailer. It was seems like it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, they've done the groundwork so far to lay down all of the character backstory. So I don't feel like we're going to get a whole bunch of that in this movie, but I'm expecting a uh, balls to the wall fun. Yeah. Two things. Um, the first one is, um, I'm still curious to see if they're going to have the wasp in here. I didn't see her or notice her in the trailer. Um, maybe nope. I just missed it. She wasn't in there, right? Uh, no, nah, I didn't notice her either. And the other thing is I'm just interested because even though it's part of the MCU, Guardians of the Galaxy is like vastly different than all of the Marvel movies. It's a lot more, um, I guess, like not jokish, but just like it's a lot more. um, I don't even want to say fun because all the movies are fun, but you know what I'm saying? It's just a different vibe. So I'm just interested to see how they interact with all the other characters. Yeah, it was so weird to see Thor meet Star-Lord and the rest of the crew. But that being said, they did take Thor 3 or, or Ragnarok into a... They took it really into the direction of comedy, which was more similar <coughs> to Guardians of the Galaxy than any of the Oh, really? Previous. Yeah. Oh, you haven't seen Thor 3, have you? I have not. I need to go see it. Dude, I might take Brandon to go see it real quick. Joke after joke after joke it is freaking oh, hilarious real? they almost do it too much man <laughs> oh really it, it it very much felt like the first guardians of the galaxy but still it, it's a great movie i loved it thor is actually cool now thor is my favorite hero now did you know that <laughs> i did not know that wow so, yeah the, i really need to see this movie chop the locks man chop the locks because <laughs> yeah cool. the, I, i've only seen yeah, I've only seen the first one, and yeah, it was it was all right, but it it, it felt kind of boring to me, and I, I still need to see Dark World. I have it; I just need to watch it. Yeah, I you, was gonna watch it before I watched Ragnarok. So, well, you want you probably don't have to watch it before Ragnarok, but you definitely probably need to watch it before Infinity War because uh, an Infinity Stone it plays a part in that movie, so you might want to watch it for oh. that. Yeah. Okay, sweet, sweet, good deal. Yeah, um, good to see Chadwick, aka Black Panther. You know, you mentioned him earlier. Get the man a shield. It was the cool guy, to see him and Bucky as well. The guy you were in a movie with, that guy. Yeah, yeah, old <laughs> James Brown. <laughs> cool. Yeah, it was really cool seeing him being in the Marvel movies. Then of course, yeah. Thanos, purple guy. Oh yeah, yeah. It, it it's kind of weird seeing him like actually walking around. He looks like a wrestler or something. I don't know, but I, I guess I'll get used to it. Yeah, he looks really weird to me. Uh, but it's always <laughs> weird when you have these high, I guess, high concept art characters like try to come over to the real, real world. You know? Yeah. 
They've yeah, done, exactly. They've done a good job with it so far, but but seeing him, something about it just feel still felt funny. Uh, seeing him walk around and stuff. So I don't know. It may yeah, be. I, I guess it wasn't too bad in other movies because he's just sitting on his throne. He doesn't actually move around. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I totally get what you're saying there. Cool. So you want to jump into some CPU news? Yeah, let's do it, man. Okay. Um, I'm kind of not sure where to start with this, so I'll just we'll start with AMD. Okay, so. If you haven't heard, um, you know, AMD recently released their Vega graphics card line and it's been extremely hard to find. And so far, there have only been reference model cards. Um, so, you, you know, um, normally what happens is AMD and NVIDIA, they release their Frontier Edition or whatever, their reference model cards. And then after that, all the other vendors, AIB vendors, add-in board vendors, whatever you want to call them, like uh asus which asus doesn't do nvidia but i mean asus doesn't do amd but well i think they do amd do 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 amd so you have xfx you have amd um not amd you have i can't think of any of them wow uh evga they're just nvidia but the the point is that they take these reference designs they take basically the motherboard from the reference design and they design their own coolers um, so you'll have like really nice um, water cooled cards or you'll have really nice um, dual fan cards. For example, like the EVGA card I have, it's a SC2 Superclock 2 card and it's got like a whole bunch of it's like completely over engineered. It's got like nine different um, heat sensors and um, the two fans will um, one fan is actually on the um, GPU um, processor and the other fan is on like the chipset or the um, in the RAM. And basically what what the cool thing about it is um the fans they don't turn they're not synchronous. So if the CPU gets hot and the RAM's cool, only the CPU fan will turn and vice versa cool. if the RAM's hot. Yeah, so I mean so basically you have all these different vendors. I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I was just gonna iterate what you were just gonna say that you have all these vendors who take the base model and do value add ons to it to kind of differentiate the market. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and um, Asus has really, really nice coolers. Uh, dang, I'm drawing a blank here. But the point is, um, AMD has completely halted production of the Vega reference cards. And you hear that, and you're like, "Oh no! Like, what? 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 You know, is something wrong?" And there's nothing wrong. It's just that the chips are at such a shortage that what they're doing is they're freeing up more chips for the secondhand vendors or AIBs to create their custom cool custom modeled um graphics cards because there's just a huge shortage right now and um i I don't know i think it's pretty cool they're doing this because there haven't been i think up till now there haven't been any aib vega cards they've all been the either the um chrome silver vega special edition or the um water cooled edition or they've been just a drab block black um so uh for us laymen what's the difference between AIB and just the reference cards uh per normal Okay so yeah so AIB basically is um when EVGA they're for some reason they're the only one that's coming to mind right now or XFX or um Asus they take in they take uh AMD's reference design and they just they make their own card with it basically it would be like if um me and you started a company Microsoft has like their reference Xbox One X uh-huh. if we made a custom model with like custom cooling and you know our own spiffy little design and released it as the Tech Edition edition you know like that's basically all it is is they're selling reselling the cards but they're like you said earlier they're just throwing in different designs to make it like a value add, uh-huh. you know, to make, to make their cards stand out. To, so instead of just buying the uh, Asus brand reference card, you're buying the Asus um, Strix Republica gamers, whatever uh, okay. graphics card. So I, I did um, That's pretty cool. I'm that's sorry. Go ahead. Cool. That's pretty cool. Well, I didn't, yeah, um, yeah. I didn't realize the normal references were strictly the reference design. But but what you're saying is the AIB adds a little bit more uh, differentiation to it, is what I'm gathering. Yeah, because basically with NVIDIA and AMD, um, their their reference or like AMD, uh, NVIDIA calls it their Frontier Edition cards, and AMD calls it just they just call it reference really. But they're they're basically blower style cards. So what it is is it's like an enclosed case. There's one fan, and all the air goes in and out of the back of the card. So it goes like 
none of the air from the graphics car, the hot air, none of it goes into your case. It all blows out. Gotcha. And um, that's the cool thing is it keeps the inside of your computer cool, but it's not the most efficient way to cool the card. So they're not able to get as much um clock speed or memory speed as 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 is possible because the car can only get so cool with the blower style, even though it's it can be quiet. Usually the, the NVIDIA cars are pretty quiet, but the AMD cars tend to get loud. But like I said, it keeps the heat out of your case. And, um, you know, the the AIBs, they kind of forego that and just do their own thing to cool the card as efficiently as possible. Gotcha. And when they do that, they can up the clock speeds. So basically um, most, uh, most of all the AIB cards come with higher clock speeds than the reference cards, just because they have more efficient cooling. Um, and like I said, they're halting that production. So the third party AIB vendors can have more chips to make their own cards with and therefore get more out into the market because there's a huge shortage. The prices have actually come down a little bit. Um, I think you can actually walk into Micro Center now. I did it. I haven't been recently. I I think last time I was there was like two or three weeks ago, and see cars at the actual advertised MSRP because for a while they were at least a hundred dollars over MSRP because they were so rare. So I mean, it, it can only be a good thing. <laughs> do do we know why supply is so constrained at this point? Um, I don't know. Um, one of the rumors is that they're just not getting very good yields from the cards. So basically, you know, when they make CPUs or they make GPUs, it's basically a huge wafer and they chop up the wafer and, you know, they, they itch or however they create their chips, they itch their chips onto the wafer and they test those chips. They cut the wafer, they test those chips one by one. And just the law of averages, um, most of the chips will be like, okay, this is great. This will perform to spec that we have specified in our, you know, reference design. But some some of those um chips don't perform up to spec, so they basically have to throw them out. Um, with the Vega sixty four and fifty six, there's a little bit of bending that goes on. So basically, if the sixty four doesn't perform up to spec to sixty four, but it may still be able to perform to the spec of the fifty six, that that chip just becomes a Vega 56 chip. They just turn off the extra um, transistors or the extra um, compute units and they make it a Vega 56 or they disable them. Gotcha. Um, so that's kind of how that works. I don't know if their yields are bad or if, you know, the mining thing is the other thing we haven't really talked about. That also is one of the reasons there's such a shortage is because not so much in America, but in, um, I, I don't want to, make this sound bad, but like in certain communist nations, um, I want to say like Brazil, maybe I don't know if Brazil's communist, but there's, there's one big country in South America where, um, basically power's free. So you have people buying hundreds or tens or hundreds of these cards and basically creating a mining, you know, a mining operation in their house, or they'll buy a warehouse and buy thousands of these cards to mine, um, crypto to make money. And it also happens in it. Well, I think they regulated it down a little bit in China, but it was also happening in China because their power is basically free as well. And they can make a pretty good profit off of it. Yeah. I mean, uh, especially probably, well, I was just yeah. going to say, considering even like today's today where the Bitcoin value is, it's something ridiculous. Like what? Oh the, yeah. It's like, I think it's or somewhere it like that. It, last time I checked, I think it was seven, 7,000. Oh, oh my God! It's at eleven thousand dollars now. <laughs> Holy Christmas! It was a yeah. thousand at the beginning of this year. It was yeah. one thousand. That's ridiculous, dude. Jesus. Yeah, I think the first um Bitcoin billionaires are starting to pop up. Wow. Interestingly enough, but yeah, so you have that crazy price, and then you know people are you know going crazy trying to mine this stuff and. That's that's created a huge, huge, huge issue with GPU shortages. Um, Lisa Sue, the CEO of AMD, she was actually on um, I think it was MSB, MSNBC today, and she was talking about how like they're totally cool with the crypto people buying the cars. I don't know why they wouldn't be, but yeah, for there's real. like yeah, I mean it's it's probably pulling it away from gamers, but AMD doesn't care who buys the cars. They just want to buy it. You know, they just want people to buy. It. They don't really care if it's a gamer or. And I, you know, if I was in their position, I wouldn't care either. You know, as long as my cars are selling, wouldn't really matter. But yeah, so it'll be interesting to see how that all plays out, I guess. Yeah, and I kind of wonder how their, uh, we talked about their mining only cards or their mining quote unquote quote cards. I wonder how those are actually doing. Have we heard any numbers on those? 
Um, I haven't heard numbers, but I don't. I you know, I keep I keep a pretty good thumb on this. I haven't really noticed any newer, um, uh, mining only cars with a Vega architecture. Uh-huh. Basically, those are all R- RX four seventy five seventy forty five eighty, like their last architecture Polaris. That's basically those cards that they kind of had left over. <laughs> um, that they're just trying to sell. <laughs> um, and they basically chopped down the cards. So there could even be some bending going on there where you had a Vega or not a Vega, you had a RX 470 that, you know, wasn't suitable for gaming. So they, you know, they just chop it down and, you know, just have it because it didn't have VGA out. I mean, it didn't have any video out on the card. So they just chop it up and slap it on. Um, That's crazy. Slap it on a rail and it's like, hey, here's your mining card. It is actually really, really. It's actually a boon to AMD because I'm sure they're able to move a lot of stuff that they probably couldn't otherwise move. That would just be sitting in a warehouse rotting. So it, it, it's all really, really interesting to me. <laughs> so do we want to stay on graphics card and talk a little bit about the RX Vega 56 and 64? Um. Oh yeah. The um. Oh yeah. Speaking of AIBs, XFX they released their first images of their um. Uh, their RX Vega 56 and 64 double edition. Weird looking cards. car. Weird looking car. Yeah. <laughs> a little fancy cooler there. I mean, if if you look at this and then look at like a um reference, like the reference car looks so boring. It's just basically a black box, like something like this. It's really, really cool looking. And, you know, I, I, I really like the idea that the, this is where the cars will really start to sell. I feel like even more so than they already have been because, you know, you get all these interesting cooling designs and stuff, and people actually be able to overclock these, you know, without having the water cool version. So that it, it's just awesome. What I do you always, think about it? <laughs> I always wonder how much of this is aesthetics versus um, it's needed to make the design more efficient because these are going to be sitting in your case. So why the need to make <laughs> it look all spacey and stealth out and looks like carbon fiber esque printing on it? <laughs> it looks cool though. Well, you I don't admit that. Yeah, you know, um, a lot of us folks have case windows, and yeah. you know, you, if you spend you spend four hundred dollars on a graphics card, you want it to be fancy. And I, I, I really, really like the carbon fiber they have on it. It just it looks really, really cool, <laughs> cool looking design. Um, I don't really know if they say anything about clock. Ah, they do. So they're clocking in at eleven sixty fifty six base and fourteen seventy one megahertz boost. So yeah, that's I. I yeah, so the um yeah, the reference that's definitely higher than the reference clocks. So I mean it's that just to reinforce what I was saying earlier about how they're able to push the cars a little harder. Um very, very interesting stuff. <laughs> yeah, I know when I got my ten sixty. I, uh, I recently upgraded to the ten sixty. I and you know, older car. But I was I was kinda weirded out that it only had one HDM, HDMI and several uh display ports. Is that kind of just standard yeah. now? Well, I mean, the thing about DisplayPort is that it's essential to high-performance gaming now because you can't really do FreeSync. Well, I take that back. You can do FreeSync over HDMI now. I don't know if you can do high refresh rates FreeSync because um, I know Samsung released a line of monitors where you could do FreeSync over HDMI, but it's really not that common. Um, but with G-Sync, you have to have DisplayPort, and for most uh, cards, you have to have, for the high refresh rate, um, adaptive sync. You have to have DisplayPort. It's just kind of a much better technology um, is, because is, there's just it has way more bandwidth than HDMI does. And is that built into your monitor? Or you're not doing a conversion, so you're you're going straight into DisplayPort to DisplayPort. Yeah, um, with the AMD cards, the actual what actually controls the FreeSync it's actually built into the card. Whereas with G-Sync for the NVIDIA cards that we have. Um, they're a little more expensive because there's actually a controller built in each monitor uh, and that, that kind of pulls the price up a little bit. So, but AMD found a way to do it on the card. So yeah, um, you just paying a premium, but from what I understand, I haven't seen G. Well, yeah, I take that back. I have seen G sync in micro center. It's, it's really, really awesome. And I'm just kind of biding my time until, uh, that's probably going to be my next big purchase is a G sync monitor because basically with an adaptive sync, if you don't know what that is, um, let's say you have a monitor that's 60 Hertz. So that's 60 frames a second. And your graphics card doesn't always display a constant 60 frames a second. So what that means is unless you have something like, um, V-Sync turned on, whenever you're, 
your refresh rate drops. I mean, whenever your frame rate goes above or below 60 hertz, you'll get tearing. And if you've ever, you've probably witnessed tearing when you see like the lines in the middle of your screen because your um your card's drawing out drawing a frame and your monitors refreshing and they're not in sync, so you only get like half of the frame. So you get like these lines. Have you ever noticed that before? Yeah, yeah, I've seen that before. But yeah, so if you do V-Sync, basically what it does is it syncs your card and your um, monitor through software. And it works and it's nice, but it also introduces a bit of input lag. So your screen <laughs> so the isn't as... is gone, but you get lag. Yeah, it's not as responsive. Eat. So basically what, what FreeSync and G-Sync do is they take it to the next level. Basically... They link the video card and the monitor in such a way that the refresh rate isn't controlled by the monitor. It's controlled by your graphics card's frame buffer. So your monitor displays every frame as soon as your card draws it. So there's no like miss, you know, there's no miss sync and there's no tearing and there's no lag. So it's just a really, really nice technology if you like high frame rates or, you know, a, a sol- even at a solid 60, you could tell a difference because you're not getting tearing and stuff. So it's really nice. Cool. So I guess we can pivot <laughs> now to a bit of a uh, Ryzen news. And yeah, so, you, you're, you're very well, much on the Ryzen bandwagon, aren't you? Yeah, and this is one reason. I'm glad this has finally been officially announced, because this is one reason why I bought a Ryzen, or why I swapped architectures, is because um, there was rumors that, that that AMD is going to stick with the AM4 socket for a while, uh-huh. and um, and this was just officially confirmed. Um, there was a I think it was at Overclockers UK that a Q and A session with James Pryor. He's a senior product manager at AMD, and um, he basically came out and said that they're going to be supporting AM4 until 2020, which uh-huh. is huge. Yeah. So basically, with Zen two and Zen three, I don't need to buy another motherboard. I don't need to buy more RAM or anything else. I just buy the new CPU and drop it in. Oh, they said with, with, with Ryzen three as well. Yeah, with Ryzen three as well. Oh wow! And I mean, the, the most I'll have to do is basically maybe a BIOS update, and that's huge because um, I bought uh, I think it was LG eleven fifty one, which was the um, sixty six hundred K, the six thousand series, and the seven thousand series came out, and I could. I could buy a 7,000 CPU and drop it in my motherboard with a BIOS update. But later this year, well, now the Cabby Lake stuff came out and that stuff is actually not compatible, even though it's the same socket. Um, the chipset is different. So I'd have to buy a new motherboard and they just released uh yeah, with the 8,600 series that just came out is the same thing. It's not compatible with LG LF if you want. So you have to buy a new motherboard and, um, Basically, Intel, at least once a year, sometimes twice a year, they refresh their um, sockets. They've been on 14 nanometer for for a while, which we'll get to in a minute. But they basically refresh their sockets. They refresh their motherboards. And you have to pretty much buy yeah. everything new. Well, that makes, um, me we'll wonder, probably, uh, it makes me wonder, is that really necessary? Or are they doing that in lock yeah. step with the, with the motherboard creators to just drive market? Yeah, I mean, a, a big part of it is driving market. I mean, they had no competitor, so... There was no threat of AMD, you know, people swapping to AMD because AMD didn't really have a high performance CPU out. So they pretty much had the market to themselves and they're kind of stuck in this. Let's just, you know, do our little incremental updates to get our little small amount of performance and, you know, sell, help our vendors sell more motherboards, which will in turn help us sell more CPUs, sell more RAM, basically drive the entire, like, you know, enthusiast market. Yeah. And... And I mean, it's it's cool if you want like the latest and greatest, but at the same time, it doesn't make any sense to upgrade your motherboard every year. It makes no sense yeah. at all. Yeah, there's no good reason other than greed well, that, to why they couldn't. Well, that's going to be my other point. Like, what is what 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 is is, is Ryzen and AMD giving giving up by not upgrading the slot? Well, I don't think they're giving up anything, but the thing is, the reason they're so probably willing to do this is because they're behind Intel and, you know, they're trying to give people incentive to switch. And, you know, so Zen is 14 nanometer. Zen 2 will be 7. And that is what's coming out next year. And wow. be able to just drop just drop it in my computer, you know, nice. and get more performance, which is really, really sweet. And if you're on a fence... um. I know Intel's new 8700 series or 8000 8, series of CPUs just came out and they are phenomenal. 
and they are higher performance, but they're also higher price. And you have to buy, you know, you have to yeah. buy a new motherboard. It's still DDR4, so you you can keep it around probably everything else. But you do at least have to buy a new motherboard, which can be a pain. Yeah, it sucks when um, it's not just the price of the CPU, but another hundred some odd bucks for yeah. a motherboard every time. <laughs> that that could get uh, annoying. Yes, yeah, very, very, very. So I'm I'm really excited about this to see you know what kind of um. Especially since um with AM with Intel's new CPUs they've um up their core counts so you have a seventy seven hundred K right uh yes yes I do yes and that is four core eight thread so the eighty seven hundred K is six core twelve thread oh wow and so they've That's they've up their core counts and it'll be really really interesting to see you know what. AMD does for Zen 2 to kind of drive more value. I'm I'm wondering if the R5s next year will have eight core 16 thread. I mean, I, I think it's really, really awesome. I like I was really tempted to buy a R7 1700 plus or is it 1700 plus 1700X. I was really tempted to buy one because it's eight core 16 thread and it was it was selling in Black Friday for like 200 bucks, which oh. is insane. Yeah, that is pretty ridiculous. Yeah, so it, I mean, it's just another one of those things where you know the market, there's competition, and we're seeing like this tug and pull. Um, and I feel like Intel's going to have to start pulling out, the, pulling out the big guns, you know, to keep their market share. Because if they don't do something, they're gonna, they're just going to continually start lose market share. So yeah, and um, which also kind of plays in this. I'll just go ahead and kick this other story because it kind of plays into this. Yeah, it appears yeah. that Intel, um, Intel's been on 14 nanometer for a while. Um, let's see, they've done four CPU generations on the 14 nanometer architecture, and basically what that means is, so you like we were talking earlier about the the wafer that they cut their CPUs yeah. out of. Um, all of the instructions are etched in in 14 nanometers. Um, so like basically the small, smaller the nanometer or the process, the more instructions you can fit on the same chip, which will make it, you know, theoretically, theoretically will make it faster because you can put more transistors, more instructions on it. And the rumor is that Intel's had 10 nanometer chips. They've been producing them for a while, but they've, they've been intentionally holding them back because it's. Because there's no been no really good reason to release them, but I guess because they didn't have um competition. Uh, yeah, well, it really really sucks. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I know I've heard plenty of tech pundits talk about the whole Moore's law, quote unquote, not not being in, uh, not really staying true because you know we we're supposed to be to the ten nanometer level by now. <laughs> yeah, but, but if that's the case, uh, like you said, we've been there. They've just been not releasing them, that, which is really weird. And I mean, from a business standpoint, it makes perfect sense because there's really been no financial reason for them to because the 14 nanometer stuff selling just fine. They can still add more cores like they just did with the last CPUs. They can still add more cores, get more performance, and they still have the best single um, core performance. So yeah. there's not really a huge incentive, but I mean, the the thing that might bite them on this is because like AMD isn't even doing ten nanometer. Their next their next CPU is going to be seven. Which so, is <laughs> yeah. So it, it's just one of those things where they could kind of end up biting themselves in a butt. But but there's also rumors that the ten nanometer Intel part can perform as well as the seven nanometer AMD part, which I guess we'll see in the, the next year or so whether that's actually true. But it's just funny when you hear stuff like this and you, you, you kind of start thinking about things in a business sense. And although it kind of sucks as a consumer, it, it kind of makes sense, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why we need, you know, AMD over there doing their thing so they can drive the innovation a little bit further to where, you know, they're going to do, uh, as an in Intel, they're going to do whatever it takes to, um, prolong their business. You know, they have something that's going good. They're not just going to keep spending money <coughs> and, 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 and re, redoing factory processes for their whole lines. What they, what they have is doing great and people are loving it. You know, every so often you do have to innovate, but they're going to milk it as long as they can. And that's just business, like you said. Yeah. And, and the best thing I can like kind of equate this to is like car designs. Yeah. Um, if you look at like the Honda Civic, for like three or four years, it'll look exactly the same. <laughs> then, yeah. I, I, you know, and then like, uh, I guess Volkswagen or, or, or Mazda or Toyota, they'll refresh their comparable car design. 
So they're like, oh, man, we look dated now. Let's yeah. redesign the car. And you, I don't think there's any car where they completely redesign it every year. So, I mean, I guess it's kind of the same thing since it's so expensive to R&D that, that they want to drag it out as far as they can. Kind of like the console releases. Yeah, exactly. Have, yeah, I guess that's a good parallel. So we can talk about um, talk about Microsoft. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, anybody who's any of a, any kind of football fan will know that the uh, Pat said coach had a little kerfuffle <laughs> with the surface not too long ago. And uh, yeah, do you want to kind of tell the story of what happened, Carrie? <laughs> um, I can't remember the game exactly, but I think they weren't playing too well. And um, <laughs> Belichick was trying to like he was trying to diagram plays on the tablet and it wasn't responding. And he just got frustrated. He threw it on the ground. (laughs) (laughs) Threw it on the ground. Oh, man. So uh, about five years ago, Microsoft scored a $400 million deal to supply the NFL with Surface tablets. And, yeah, I mean, it's had its ups and downs, but I think it really accomplished its job of getting the name of Surface out there. I mean, I've had people ask me about Surface, I, you know, Never thought I would, you know, it's just that it's out there in the consciousness of of a lot of people simply because it's on one of the most watched things on television, which is football. Uh, so Microsoft has extended the deal for Surface on the sidelines to the end of uh, the 2019 season. So that, that that's pretty cool, I guess, for Microsoft. Yeah, I think it's a huge deal just because. I hate to use the word single-handedly, but I feel like it played it, like you said, played a huge part in the um, visibility of the surface. Because you know, if nothing, if for nothing else, you know, people are like, "So, what are those tablets they're using? Are those iP- no? Those are Microsoft." You know, it just NFL advertising money. So it was a huge deal. And the cool thing is, you see this at the Pro Bowl, you see it the, Super Bowl, the punt, all the playoff games. Yeah. So. Yeah, they don't have to pay any money for Super Bowl commercials because they're freaking using the tablets during the game. And they there's usually all always that obligatory shot of the the I guess it's it's a um cart that has all the service tablets in <laughs> yeah. there. They usually show on Let's the sideline. So. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a, I think it's a huge deal for Microsoft. I mean, just think about if Apple would have like like came in and just like stole this from them it would have it'd been like the yeah. you know a huge, huge coup so it, it was cool that they could um keep this i guess Kicking i just wonder how much money they spent <laughs> yeah or if there was a bidding war with like apple or or lenovo i think does lenovo make that yeah or I dale mean, i mean you would hear stuff like this like i think the last thing that advertising deal with the nfl that really jumped out at me was the whole uh was it Bose headphones was the official sponsor? And like, if you, oh, yeah. beats, you got in trouble, <laughs> which is really weird. Yeah, I remember, I remember Cap got fined for wearing beats to press conference. Yeah. Cap looked back because. at those days with glory. Cause now he's not in NFL. <laughs> yeah. Poor Cap. But cool. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Yeah. What, do you want to talk about, uh, uh, Google giving Pixelbook and Samsung Chromebook owners six months free Netflix? Yeah, this seems to be the thing now, giving people <laughs> streaming services for free with a hardware purchase. So, you know, Google's got their new stuff coming out. It's almost Go like ahead. Netflix is like a, a God-given right or something at this point, because like everybody's giving it away with their service. I know we oh, talked about man. when Hulu last week was giving away with something, but this is kind of crazy. Yeah. How stream it seems like the video stuff is given away more often than the music stuff now, which is really weird because you'd think the video would be a bit more valuable to me, but I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's pretty desperate. They're giving away I think they're giving away like six six months free a title that nobody even wants to use. So, <laughs> and I mean it's funny because if you can spend a thousand dollars for a Chromebook, you can surely it you know afford a ten dollar ten ninety nine per month um Netflix yeah. subscription, but and then again, I mean, it's nice to not have to pay for. Yeah, you don't I know guess. how much of it is actually pushed into the price of the 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 Chromebook itself. I'm sure some of it is. So hey, yes, yeah, you probably pay for it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> it's all masked, smoking mirrors. I didn't think about I didn't think about that at all. You're oh man, you just ruined that for me. <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> I bet you're absolutely right. It's just sixty bucks. So yeah, I'm sure they could bake that in. 
Oh, you also get $20 of Google Play credit and um, 100 gigabytes of Google Drive storage for two years and a 90-day trial of Google Play Music. So you know, they're throwing they're throwing free, freebies yeah. around, man. And you get a Netflix and you get a Netflix. <laughs> oh, man. Good stuff. Man, we blow, we're blowing right through these. Yeah. Uh, so a little gaming news. Little gaming news. So, um, the Mega Man X collection was just announced recently, and it looks like that they're also making a Mega Man 11, uh, video game, 30 year anniversary. And, um, it's going to be on PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. And the first thing I thought when I saw videos of this is like, I was like, this is their answer to Mighty Number no. Nine. Really? It, 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 it told, well, I hate to say Mighty Number no. Nine remind <laughs> that a Mega Man game reminds me of Mighty well. Number no. Nine. Yeah, it's basically the guy who invented or created Mega Man. He went independent and he did a crowd Kickstarter to um, develop Mighty Number no. Nine. And yeah, it wasn't a very good game. <laughs> Not in the least. But but um, this actually, I don't know if you've seen the trailer yet, but it looks really really nice. Um, it gave me um, it gave me a little bit of a Mighty Number no. Nine vibe, a, a little bit of a Shadow Complex vibe. I mean, it, it looks like it, it could be a really really cool game. Well, this is going to be difficult as well. So, is this the, the Mega Man name. most modern Mega Man we've had in a while? I know yeah, there's been is. a um, slew of handheld versions that have come out over the years. Yeah, and I mean, in the, it's funny because we had 3D like free roaming sandbox Mega Man in like the late '90s, early aughts. Mega Man Legends. I don't know if you remember those two games, but. They were really, really popular, so it was just cool, kind of cool to see Mega Man back in 3D, which I think, I take that back, I think some of the X games were in 3D as well. Some of the PlayStation 3 Mega Man X games were in 3D. So, Yeah, this yeah. does look really freaking cool. I, think, I wonder if they're trying to catch some of that uh, Sonic Mania vibe. Oh, yeah, probably so. <laughs> that game was phenomenal, much better than Sonic, Um, what was that game called? Sonic Forces or whatever that crap game that just came out was called. Let's just say the last eight Sonics. <laughs> every, every, every Sonic after Sonic and Knuckles. Basically. Yeah. But yeah. Right. yeah, it looks nice, man. Good stuff. Cool. Very, very nice. And what else do we have? Some gaming news. Jeff Keighley hints at the sixth installment of a big game franchise will be announced at the Game Awards. Oh, yeah. Do we know what this is? Like this? This got me thinking, um, you know, Metal Gear Solid 5, huge dust up from that because, you know, they basically fired Kojima and publicly shamed him. And he's supposed to be at these game awards as well. So it just it just got me wondering if he's going to make nice with Konami or if they'll actually let him develop the game, I guess, independently. I don't know. Yeah, One I can always see that happening, man. I, I, I can't after all that kerfuffle they went through. I just don't see them giving him the rights to make that game with his new studio. I, I just don't see that happening. Yeah, it was a pretty nasty breakup. <laughs> so, I don't know. One can always hope, I guess. Maybe. Any other uh, uh, things, things you think that may be announced? Um, It's hard for me to think of many games with, with, with that would be the sixth installment. So, that was one reason I was like... I think they list a few at the bottom here. Um, Let me go scroll down. Halo 6? <laughs> Maybe. Elder Scrolls uh, 6. Yeah. Elder Scrolls 6 would be huge. Oh, man. That would be humongous. Yeah. But, yeah, there's just, you know, really no telling. But there's not that many fifth and, you know, sixth installment on AAA games out there. So, if it's any one of those, I guess I'll be excited. I just hope they bring Halo back to the roots of Halo because right now Destiny 2 is more like Halo than Halo 5 was. So Yeah. Well, it's just that bungee feel, nice. man. The bungee magic. Yeah, what do they call it? The the eight seconds of fun or something? <laughs> Where, you know, you get in the firefight and you die and rinse, repeat. But, but yeah. die, repeat. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So. I, I'm. I guess I'll be tuning in on into this to see what it is. <laughs> when does this happen again? Um, the Game Awards is. I think it's in about a week. So, uh, hosting LA on December seventh. Then will be streamed for those who can't be there on YouTube and Twitch. Cool. Yeah. Tune in. <laughs> oh yeah, and there was one thing that we didn't list that I kind of want to talk about. Uh, that we didn't talk about since we're on games. Did you know that EA has come? Acquired Respawn Entertainment, the makers of Titanfall. 
for some reason, I thought they owned them already. They just they just oh. recently required them. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, they pub- yeah they published their their first two games, Titanfall and Titanfall Two, but they they were independent, and I believe they own the rights to that IP as well. Yeah. Um, but EA has taken it over. Huh? Because it seems like Titanfall at first was backed by Microsoft. And then, like, after it was time window, and then it eventually came to both platforms and Titanfall oh, 2 was on both. I don't, I don't think the first, I don't think the first Titanfall was ever on PS2 or 3 or whatever. Oh, I don't it, think it, it ever never came made, to PlayStation. Wow. But a, the second one is on both. But yeah, the first one never came. So I guess it was a perpetual exclusivity. It was just on PC and Xbox. Interesting. Of course, the second one's on everything, but. Yeah, you know, all, with all the um bad publicity he's been getting recently, I don't know if yeah. this is a good thing or a bad thing. <laughs> he owns everything. <laughs> Somebody's just the they, beast. They've just killed so many studios that it's just like I don't, I don't. It's hard for me to feel like optimistic about this. Yeah, I kind of wish some other big player would just start buying up stuff. You know, it, instead of because I'm like you said, I'm just getting tired of EA buying stuff, killing it, or not only killing it, but uh, making it way less than it used to be. You know, it loses that magic once it goes EA in a lot of cases. Um, so, like, you know, Dead Space, the, yep. the developer, the development studio behind Dead Space, they just killed. You yep. know, that's just one example, but it just doesn't make me feel good at all. I think we need another big player, man. Loot box is coming to Titanfall 3. <laughs> what? <laughs> Pay to win. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Microtransactions. Oh. FTW. Lots of cool stuff happening. So you want do you want to round it out with this um semi tech, semi political um <laughs> There's tech a stock tax article. bill <laughs> and you're gonna love it. It's gonna be the best tax bill ever. It's beautiful. We we've been we've been polishing it over the last year and it's gonna destroy something. I don't know. But yeah, so if you haven't heard, the GOP tax bill has it passed the Senate a couple about a week or two ago, and it recently passed the oh, it passed the House, and then it recently passed the Senate last yeah. few days ago. And um, it has sent the tech market into a tizzy, so to say the least. I don't know stocks, bonds, crap, all this stuff. So, do we know what the underlying piece of the legis- legislation that is causing things to go into said tizzy? Do we know? Well, I mean, I just kind of have the, the, what is it, the thousand foot view of it. But basically, the short of it is tech stocks have kind of been the staple, the most stable stocks, the high performers. And with this GOP tax bill, it's supposed to stimulate a lot of lagging markets. So it looks like a lot of people are moving their money out of tech and moving it into these lower performing markets, anticipating the growth of these markets from the tax bill. And that's kind of sent the tech stocks into a tizzy because a bunch of people sell and, you know, the price goes down. So then a bunch of people are like, oh, the price is down. Let me buy and, you know, rinse, repeat. So um, I think that's a big part of the volatility. Um, It will be interesting to see, you know, once the Senate gets done with their alterations i guess of the bill to see um what it looks like i haven't really been paying a whole lot of attention to it though but i don't i do know that um they're lowering the corporate tax from like 35 percent to like 20 percent or like 20 or 25 percent so um it'll be interesting to see how that affects you know a lot of the corporations and businesses that aren't already cheating the system yeah (laughs) It seems like, like a lot Apple. of these indexes have not been doing well over the past few weeks is, is part of it. Yeah. Yeah, there's been a pretty big decline, especially in NASDAQ. Um, I think there's a bunch most of the tech big tech companies are in NASDAQ, so it's taken a pretty big hit. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. I'd hate to see something like this um affect the tech sector this this badly, <laughs> I guess, but I don't know, man. It's just, you know, it only takes a little <laughs> to throw things off kilter and send us on a downward spiral. And man, I, I, yeah. I don't like this one bit. So you see these little percentages thrown around, like, like I said, and as they drop like 4%, but um, Facebook, Amazon, Netflix, and Google, um, they're kind of the big heavy hitters. Like last Wednesday, they took a 60 billion market hit. 
and that's what like been the most in like five years. So I mean, it's it's um a bit concerning, but I don't think it'll get to the point that the you know the tech boom of the or the tech bust of the early two two thousands or odds. I don't feel like it'll get to that point, but it, you know, I guess it's worth keeping an eye on if you're a stock person, you know, it might be a good time to buy if the prices drop enough. Yeah. It looks like the tech companies are less likely to gain from tax cuts. So I guess currently tech stocks have the, <laughs> the, the tech sector has the third lowest tax rate of any industry. So They're already smart enough to hide their money. I think Apple's got yeah. like billions and billions of dollars in yeah. like one of the not Swiss bank accounts, but one of those offshore. Yeah. Um, somewhere countries. <laughs> so, so if that if that in itself is thrown on its head, and these companies are having to dole out much, much more money in in taxes, that could spell trouble. And I see why. I see why they're on a downward spiral. Yeah, mm. and my thing is, like, Facebook's market cap is four hundred ninety eight billion dollars. I like Facebook. I believe that they're very, you know, very, very profitable and successful. But it's just hard for me to believe that Facebook is worth $500 billion. Like, I just don't see it. You know, like that's. Well, it's all about ads, man. All about ads. Yeah, they're finally, you know, removing functionality and making people pay for it. So I guess that's profitable. (laughs) Makes me a little mad, but. It's the ads, dude. I mean. Did Did we talk about that? Uh, I don't, I don't know if I know what you're talking about. Then removing functionality. So, what, what so basically, about ten years ago, when Facebook first came out, if you created a page and people liked your page, whenever you posted something, it showed up in their feed. You know, oh, just it's been like that, dude. They, they willy nilly. They but like, but, but about six or seven years ago, yeah, they started um removing it. You know, removing. Well, it's a uh, page post from showing up in a feed and now you pay for advertising. You boost your post. Yeah. And, you you know, that functionality that you had in the beginning. And now I think it's to the point to where only one percent of your page um, viewers or page likers. I don't know yeah. the proper term for that. Like, I think it's less than one percent actually see what you post, which is ridiculous. I mean, well, I. I feel about that way in Facebook in general. It's not just you don't get the Twitter esque feed that you used to get in Facebook of old. It's all um, what context or computer driven to give you what they think you're going to like the best or what you think is your interest, which I wish you could just turn it off. I, you know, I, I'd almost want a page just to turn it off because it's just annoying. Because <laughs> there is so much yeah. stuff from I don't even see stuff from my friends anymore. I don't see, I have to, yeah, I have to, you know, mute other people or mute pages just so I can see the stuff from my friends. Just give me a simple chronological order. Even Twitter does it now. It just gets on my nerves. Like, yeah. why? Why? This is not the world I want to live in. Yeah, it sucks, but I guess it's working for them. They're worth $500 billion. We, we just don't have any other choices. That's what it is. And nobody's going to Google+. Plus. Do you think Facebook will ever go the way of MySpace? Interesting question. Um, you know what? I think there could have been chances, but Facebook has played the smart game as far as acqu- acquisitions. They picked up Instagram. I think they own uh, WhatsApp. They, If it, there's anybody that comes along that is any type of competition to them, they can just buy them and kill them or buy them and integrate them. So it's sort of like the Microsoft. whole Microsoft, yeah, <laughs> Microsoft thing all over again. Um they are well placed to uh, snuff out any would be competitors, which is disappointing. But, you know, there's always a chance, you know, Google Plus tried, but it just didn't work. Twitter, not quite there yet. There's always a chance, man. But they are so per- pervasive now. It's going to be hard, man. It's going to be hard to de topple the throne or topple the throne. Yeah, they've. I'm looking at their acquisitions, and they've had fifty or sorry, sixty five acquisitions. Um, yeah, they notable like. notables connect you social networking, friend feed social networking, Friendster. <laughs> um, wow, there's quite a few on here. Yes, friendly. Uh, Instagram, of course. And what DNA Dola, of those other Xbox. companies have has lived on? I would dare say not much. Of course, you have exceptions <laughs> like you have exceptions like Instagram. Where they just like, OK, we'll leave you alone. You're awesome. You're still doing good. WhatsApp. 
we'll pretty much leave you alone. You're awesome. We like what you're doing. But all the DNA of these other companies, I dare say they're just completely wiped out. Whoa, they whoa, what's that WhatsApp for nineteen billion dollars? Yes, WhatsApp is huge. Not in the US, but it's huge. Just not here. That's like <laughs> that's like more than they pay for Oculus. They pay two yeah, million. Oculus for- too. That's another one. <laughs> <laughs> Facebook Jeez. is everything. Yeah, Facebook is love. Facebook is life. Wow. Yeah, they've had stand power though. I have to give it to them. They've they found they haven't sat on their laurels like Tom from MySpace did. They've they've tried to keep innovating things, uh, I guess, and, and they, buy it, companies that it, are a threat. They were still uh, they were still a technology or a way of doing things in a freaking heartbeat. I mean, Instagram has pretty much copped everything that Snapchat does. And then I just even look back at things like um, what was the location in place you could check in all the time for for space for square like they yeah for they, they built all that stuff into Facebook. Oh, I mean they destroyed four square. Is that is that even still around? <laughs> I don't know why it would be. <laughs> it's like is anybody actually using Foursquare anymore? But dude, any any, any competition, they could just buy them or implement the thing that they're doing. That's cool. So will Facebook ever be toppled? I don't see it anytime soon. But, you know, uh, kings are made to be knocked off the throne every now and then. So, hey, who knows? No one man should have all that power. Kanye West. <laughs> true words. True words. Oh, man. Well, I feel like we've had a really good discussion. What <laughs> yes. do you think? It's been fun, dude. It's been fun. Hopefully, I didn't nerd out too much on the video card stuff. I, lo- I love talking about hardware, man. I-, I apologize to the listeners out there if I made your eyes glaze over. Not at all, man. Not at all. Uh, guys, if you like this podcast and want to hear more about what I do and Carrie as well, we do another podcast called the STD Podcast, a Star Trek Discovery Podcast, where we talk about all things Star Trek. Man, it's a lot of fun. Check it out if you're a Star Trek fan. That's at stdpodcast.com. As well as subscribing to this podcast if you're not already. And you can find out more information about that at techpedition.com. Gonna say it better myself. <laughs> we'll see you guys next week. All right. Have guys. a good week. Very, very quick. Very, very quick. Very, very quick. Very, very quick. I can't, I can't beat that. <laughs> I just smells burnt and dusty. Hey guys, don't miss an episode of the Techpedition podcast. For more information, go to techpedition.com slash subscribe. T-E-C-H P-E-D-I-T-I-O-N dot com.